0: Hello and welcome to the Week in Review. I'm Michael Curzon um, and we've changed the format today with Luke Perry not being here. Cheers all around. Um, and SD Wicket being here uh, in person rather than on recording. Sam, nice to see you properly.
1: Yeah, we're actually in the uh, same location. I'm, I'm on my holiday at the moment but uh, it just turns out that I'm, I'm staying quite near to you. So uh, yeah, we thought we'd get together and do a an In in-person we can review. That's a poor holiday. You <laughs> try and have some time off and go to the Midlands. I'm not sure if
0: that's uh, <laughs> that's quite the ideal location, but there you are.
1: Yeah, slight, slight commute out to you, but uh, hey, we uh, have to get the content out, you know? Absolutely. Content comes first. Well, on the on the
0: theme of travelling, we've got a bit of a special episode today of uh, COVID
1: madness around the world. I know, we're, we're covering COVID, how, how transgressive it was. <laughs> I know, who would have thought it? How out of the ordinary.
0: How many episodes have we done now? Just twenty something, thirty something. Oh, we're yeah, we're we're well into the thirties. Yeah. I don't think a single one has missed the topic, um, and this is going to be no exception. So we were we were wondering what to actually talk about in this episode, and we found that pretty much the same is going on everywhere. Um, we didn't really want to talk about the Facebook outage because that ended up being a bit of a non-story, or at least rather dull. Mm-hmm. Um, but with COVID, we we. Some of the the main stories over the week have been happening around the world. So we've got a few examples from this country or Britain, and we'll move over to Canada and to France as well, talking about various topics and the how essentially while you know COVID becomes we say this all the time, but less and less of a threat, um it the madness regarding the response to it just ramps up and up and up, mm. which mm. seems to be the. Absolute opposite of um, how it should be. So we'll we'll start with Wales, which um, we've sort of we've put vaccine passports on the the back pedal for now. But in Wales, they're alive and well following a vote, which uh, to say it was unfair or undemocratic would be a bit of an understatement. Um, well, it's it's a vote that
1: passed on a technicality, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's. Um, yeah, it's uh, It'd be like winning a boxing match because one of the judges didn't turn up and yeah. you, you were just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just you just won it that way. Um, so I'll 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 take a point on this one, which is um, so there was a vote in the in the Senate, the Welsh Parliament, about um, the introduction of vaccine passports, which you know has 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 been uh, brought in around the continent and um, you know we were we were sort of behind the eight ball, luckily for us here in England, but um, in Wales the um, the vote was uh, was passed by a number by a rate of a. 28 to 27. Um, and I, it would have been a tie because a um, a member of the Welsh Parliament who intended to vote against vaccine passports was unable to attend the session. Um, he tried to uh, connect in via Zoom, uh, was not allowed in, um, was trying to vote by proxy, wasn't allowed to. Um, but here's the thing, here's the thing. If he had been allowed to vote, and it would have been a uh, 28, 28 split. Then the vote would have gone down in favour of not mm. uh, bringing in vaccine passports. I think the presiding officer would, in that case, have to say it can't pass. Yes, there has it has to be a majority. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. Um, which is um, it? You know, it it uh, invariably comes back to a sort of um, tin foil headwear conclusion, um, mm. where you know Mark Drakeford is is uh, has been, you know, one of the more um, Egregious uh, regional leaders during this uh, period of sustained madness. Um, you know, he, he he wanted this in. You know, if he had to the same uh, rule by decree that um, that uh, Mr Johnson and, and co enjoy in Westminster, then he would have passed this probably. You know, quite a while ago. Yeah. He uh, he he was sort of pushed into a vote, and um, you know, by again by a technicality, the vote went his way. So now, um, member citizens of Wales will now be forced to um into uh conditional freedom
0: yeah Um, well mark drakeford sort of feigned ignorance over why there might be opposition to vaccine passports he you know as if there were no uh questions regarding liberty um the, the idea that you must prove your medical history in order to be able to go into certain locations or and all of this and you know made out as though there was no problem um and said the only thing that's extraordinary um, is that people were opposed to this simple measure to uh, fight against COVID in the first place. So as if there's no reason that anybody should want to vote against um, and that it was such an obviously pro-great thing to quash COVID that there oughtn't have been a vote in the first place. That was sort of his um, his take on the matter, which, I don't know, is, is he doing that on purpose? Do you think he really doesn't think... That it's strange vaccine
1: passports might have some opposition or were they <laughs> lying on this issue, who knows? Well, it's again it's um you know, we don't really know what happens behind the uh, the great doors of power. We can only we can only assume um based on, you know, what we see on a daily basis. Mm. And again, you know, the um typically speaking, uh regional leaders who are, you know, safe say left centre, you know, Drakeford is, is Labour. Um yeah. you know, the the SNP up in Scotland are, you know, Generally, a left-wing party yeah. at least in its current incarnation, um, and yeah, th- this is this is clearly what he wanted. I mean, he was he was extremely um, brazen with his um, response to COVID throughout the whole situation. Um, You've got to be pretty politically and sort of historically thick
0: to to say I can't understand why anybody would be opposed to this. <laughs> I, I I don't know, but maybe I'm maybe I'm overestimating his intelligence. But I, I can't believe that he genuinely was. Uh, or uh, that he genuinely believed it was extraordinary that people should oppose this I think it was his attempt to just pass it through uh, and also to reject another vote that was his excuse yeah. he says we're not going to have another vote it was you know what happened happened um, but but there shouldn't have been any opposition in the first place mm-hmm. therefore we're not going to run this thing again yeah. that was his view on democracy there shouldn't be any opposition so extraordinary to believe there could be opposition therefore we won't run the vote again um, so they're now sticking you have to wonder as well how long they'll last there mm.
1: Well, um, I remember there was a, a story last year about uh, Drakeford being banned from most of the pubs in Wales. Uh, yes. <laughs> I wonder if that ban will be upheld. I, I, I sincerely hope so. I hope, I hope that this man is never able to enjoy a pint hour again in his life. Um, <laughs> well, he, same same goes, to, same goes to all the leaders that we're going to get on to today. Yeah, well, that's true. Uh, he'll
0: also now, I imagine, be banned from nightclubs then, since they're not happy with the move. But I can't imagine Drakeford being that sort of chap anyway. Not that we are indeed, mm. um, although mm. other politicians like Michael Gove, it seems, are quite interested in that sort yeah. of life from the videos. Liz,
1: Liz Truss as well.
0: Yeah, well there you are. She is a former Lib Dem, and <laughs> <but> as Hitching <laughs> says, she still should be. So maybe that has something uh, to explain about all of it.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's it, it it's it's, a, it's always a sad day when um, something this um, inhuman uh, becomes law, um, and you know, and and um, the, the the thing that. I'm most worried about with this is that there's no sunset clause. There's not even a mention of sunset clause, you know. No. As far as we're concerned, this is indefinite. This is reality now. Mm. You know. Um, and a few people like you and I, Michael, who have basically um, sort of come to the conclusion that this is the hill we're dying on, you yeah. know. At this point I don't care what what they throw at me, I don't care what I'm not allowed to do, I don't care if I'm starving and destitute, I'm not you know, I'm not caving in on this. And um... we'll have to start Bournebrook donations if people
0: send us care packages. <laughs>
1: We'll have to have only Bournbrooker as the as the as the, only, as the, as the only option for subscription. I think we'll
0: move swiftly on from that point. That's that's left a very sour image in people's minds. <laughs> Issue thirty nine, only two hundred and seventy five pounds. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's pretty bad in Wales then, but even worse it seems, in the the next location we're gonna discuss, which is Canada. Yeah. Um so Trudeau just got it in. You tell me by the, the skin of his Basically teeth. Basically, by the
1: skin of his teeth, um, facing a a, a, a resurgent uh, Canadian Conservative Party, who I mean themselves are very you know, um, their their teeth have been filed down right. by um, by several years of um, Liberal dominance in Canada um, to the point where you know, like the party in the UK, they barely resemble conservatism in any way, shape, or form. Well, but not I, like, not like the Conservative Party then, which doesn't resemble conservatism at all. Yeah, right. <laughs> not barely. But, um, yeah, so so Trudeau got in by the skin of his teeth um and within a couple of weeks he's issued um two things first of all, a um a complete um, mandate uh, for all federal employees. Mm-hmm. Um, the amount of which i'm I, I, I'm not entirely sure how many there actually are, but if the if the size of the bureaucracy in other Anglophone nations is anything to go by that's a lot of people who are yeah. now required by law to. Uh, have an have an injection, possibly against their will, which mm. I mean, you know, if it's one person, that's a, it's a travesty, but if it's you know potentially tens of thousands, that's uh, yeah, it's it's, it's awful. Mm. Um, but I think the um, the the more egregious um, introduction um, ahead of that is um, the uh, the travel passes. Mm-hmm. So um, in order to uh, be able to even board a bus, a train, anything like that, a tram you have to show proof of vaccination. Yeah. Um, they're not going to accept um, antibody tests. No. Nope. They're not going to accept negative tests, which is something that we were talking about earlier today, which is, you know, if you take the example of a nightclub or a train or any sort of public setting, right, mm-hmm. and you have two people, one yeah. is one is vaccinated fully, yeah. yeah, boost shots and all, and they have COVID because, as we know, you know this is what... Pfizer will tell you this. Yeah, their vaccine does not prevent the um, does not prevent infection. No. Or the spread. No. So somebody who is jabbed and has COVID and can spread the virus, you know, come on in, open arms. But somebody who doesn't have a jab and doesn't have COVID, so they're not at all at risk of spreading because they don't, they don't have a virus to spread. Mm-hmm. They can they, they can walk. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it, it's so it's, it's it's what I was saying earlier in private, which is you know it's so. Um, it lacks so much logic that the only conclusion that I can come to is that there is an ulterior motive here. It's hard not to come to that. It's, it? it's, it's it's at this point it's virtually impossible not to come to this. Yeah. Um, you know, and and um, Trudeau in talking about
0: this said as well. I wrote it down here. That it's it's the strongest uh, measure in the world, mm. almost in a boasting fashion, yeah. which almost also creates that that um, feeling you can, you, can, you can imagine a darkened room with the leaders obviously this is all made up but you can just picture it a darkened room where they discuss the latest measures that have been introduced and he says we have the greatest anti-Covid measures the strongest measures in the world they're boasting about it it's you a can,
1: competition you can picture like you know Trudeau and Biden and uh, Drake good playing top trumps with their Covid restrictions absolutely yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah that's a good point you can and one of the one of the things to say as well about the,
0: the travel ban for those who aren't vaccinated is that this isn't um, when, when you hear about these bans, you often presume that it means adults or at least 18 and above, but these um, bans extend to 12 year olds. Mm-hmm. So, and, and when you think about it, that for some children who require bus transport to get to school and their parents might be at work early, so there's no other way of them getting to the school other than by bus, is essentially preventing them from an education as well. Mm. So, that, you know, this, the, the, and also workers, if a worker isn't vaccinated. Uh, and they work somewhere um, where to travel, they need to go on a train, uh, they don't have a car or you know, maybe one car per per uh, couple, then it might also prevent them from working, even if they're not a federal worker, because they can't get to the job um, mm. via transport. So the, the implications of this, obviously beyond the also, implications on liberty, yeah. are much further than just you can't go on a bus. This could prevent people from mm. going to schools, to work, mm. hospitals mm. to see people, mm.
1: seeing their family and friends. It's It's massive. Uh, the implications but of this. But we'll also add to that a different issue, which is um, uh, environmental um, regulations and you know uh, net zero uh, contributions, making um, hmm. car travel um, more yeah. expensive anyway. Yeah. So again, and this is this is something that you know, um, COVID tyranny apologists or you know moral cowards is, is better to put them. <laughs> um, will sort of roll their eyes and coys you and you know. Quackest! if you um if you say the phrase you know mandatory vaccines as if you know the only form of, of vaccine mandate is someone coming into your home tying you down and grabbing you in the arm yeah. but it's as simple as this if you can't live a normal life or life that was normal by the standards of you know mm-hmm. 2019 and before without having an injection against your will it's a mandatory injection. Yeah. You know? yeah. That's it. It's, it's, again, and I've used uh, a lot in the last month or so, but it, it is the mafia, mafia choice, choice. Right? Yeah. You, you have a choice ostensibly, yeah. but you know full well that if you make the quote unquote wrong choice, you'll be sleeping with the fishes. Precisely. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, 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 because you have to bloody swim to work. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's true. Yeah. Trudeau said, you know, if you, if you
0: get jabbed, you have the freedom to be safe from COVID. But, but, it's, it's conditional, not a freedom. but conditional
1: freedom isn't freedom. Precisely. You know, freedom with a prerequisite is not freedom. It, it's, it's, it's absolutely absurd. And you know, it's oh god. And it, it's a virus that for most people is just a mild respiratory illness. Mm. You know, it, and that's where I keep coming back to the ulterior motive conclusion. Because if we're thinking logically with a virus that for most people will just be, you know a couple of days in bed, maybe a week, you mm. know, maybe a bit of energy, you know, your chances of dying are so low and the vaccine doesn't prevent you spreading it or catching it or even dying of it, mm. then the only conclusion I can come to, and I, and I know I'm sort of repeating myself here, but it's that there are, that something else is happening and I, I can't, I can't shake that. Well, let's not break a habit. We've been repeating ourselves for about
0: thirty <laughs> odd weeks, if not longer. Uh, no problem there. If the, if the people are still listening after this time. They must enjoy the repetition, mm. <laughs> or else just is a constant turnover of readers <laughs> or listeners. Um, yeah. So Canada, also mental. As to, I mean, we've known this for as a country for decades or centuries. But as to is France. Um, we're moving away from from vaccination and to face masks, which, by the way, might be introduced in schools. The mm-hmm. education secretary, Nadhim Zahawi, hasn't ruled out that they could be brought back in schools. Um, so in France, a, a, a Brit was travelling from Paris back to England on Eurostar, and um, soon after the 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 service departed, the manager came up and said, "You've got the wrong sort of face mask on." Um, now the actual, if you want to be pernickety about it, the actual Eurostar guidelines don't uh, suggest any certain types of masks um, so on a, on a literal basis it makes no difference anyway but on a moral basis of course is ridiculous um, and he was you know threatened that, that they'll stop early and the police will come on and take him off which is exactly what happened now this chap um, according to other passengers that's all we can go by really uh, wasn't aggressive wasn't rude didn't swear um, he even put on a mask that was given to him by a different passenger that was the, quote-unquote, correct form of mask, um, but still was accosted by four police officers who were armed and a number of other of officers as well, uh, and forced off in Lille, I think it was, so <laughs> very far from his destination. Yeah, he was stranded stuck was in the middle of France. in a foreign country. Yeah, stranded in a foreign country for wearing, as I say, the wrong sort of mask. Now, that is just... it's insane. And you, you brought up a, a similar example of uh, someone on a, an aeroplane
1: who was... Forced off, thankfully not mid-flight. For, for, for being under his nose. <laughs> get off my plane. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, for for being under his nose. I mean, again, again, this is um, and there is historical precedent of this. You know, yeah. there were during the um, and I know, know Goldwyn's law and all, but um, during the Nuremberg trials, mm. you know, um, the the guards in the camps and you know SS or rank and file members, their defence was they were just following orders. Yeah, you know, and these these policemen who, again, luckily it's not um we aren't it's not as pronounced here, here because I, I think fundamentally our our, our police are a bit, a bit too pathetic to even you know be tyrannical well they spend too much time in the
0: office or in <laughs> cars to yeah. be able to do
1: anything or to, to be chatting to each other to you know, to that's true to get along but um or here. at or at lgbt rallies <laughs> <laughs> or doing in, dances or, or in late britain um but anyway so yeah we see it in france we see it in australia these, Australia, especially these yeah. cops who are just absolute brutes, you know, mm. who see no problem physically intimidating and beating up the yeah. people that they, that they swore to protect—people mm. who are law-abiding citizens who are just, you know, full of not the law but regulations—being, mm. you know, brutalized, beaten. You know, there's a, I saw a video from Paris of this woman who was in a mall um, without being vaccinated was chased down and and you know thrown to the ground and arrested. I mean, it's it's utterly. Despicable, and it shows just how inhuman all of this is, and that's, that's the word I I can come back to is inhuman. Mm-hmm. This is completely inhuman. This is without empathy. This is without logic. This is just outright bullying, you know. And um, it's it's creating a culture of fear. In which case, even even if say tomorrow the world over all the laws around COVID were lifted immediately, people. Would have a sort of Stockholm syndrome, you know, because they've been terrorized by these rules for the last, you know, eighteen months of their lives, and they would they they wouldn't trust their own freedom because because no, the precedent has been set that it can be taken away like that, it can just be gone, right? And suddenly, you know, if you leave the house, you don't know if you if you if you're ever going to come back to it. Mm. Yeah, it's it's um, it's it's a real dark. Dark time for humanity. Um, and again, you know, um, when it's all said and done, these people will go to bed, sleep like ba- sleep like babies because they're just following the orders. They're just keeping us safe, right? Yeah. You know, it's it's honestly, I um, I I get I I just feel so hopeless whenever I I, I talk about it because I I realize that, you know, for every every time this happens, there's going to be some you know some some just slave-minded apologists in the comments saying, well, this would be wearing a mask probably or let's just get jabbed, you know. Yeah. Um, Or, of course, as you say, always pointing out, well, they do
0: have the choice. Yeah. Yeah. This would have been avoided had they just got jabbed, Um, which I think people seem to forget um, that we just, what was it, 19, 20 months ago, we were able to do things without being vaccinated, without being masked. Because they always say, oh, it's so good that our our freedoms have, have returned. Life is now back to normal. But of course, if it's now under the condition of of uh, certain medical requirements then it's it's not as normal um, it is uh, the, the the dreaded word the new normal uh, but you know to suggest that um, you know pe- we can return to normal if people just do this thing mm. shows that we're not returning to normal because you're now putting uh, prerequisites on it you're mm. putting conditions on it which mm. is the the exact opposite of,
1: of what normal is also the people you know who voluntarily you know, Roll up a sleeve and stuck their arm out mm. for you know for the sake of their own freedom, yeah. and now you know having a rude awakening. I mean, look, uh, if you look at Israel, right, yeah. where the the green passes of a bunch of people, it's been like completely just declared non-void. Not I think of, it's up to about a million, yeah, maybe more because of because of uh, booster shots. Yeah, which is again, which is the slippery slope of vaccine passports, mm. where you know if one day they decide because you know Pfizer can't get enough money from this. Mm. That you know, you now, uh, the the definition of being fully jabbed now equates to the being up to date on booster shots. Mm. Then your then then you're you know your ability to you know go to the pub, go to your family, get on a bus, get on a train yeah. is on a rolling condition that you keep getting jabbed, keep getting jabbed, eighth, ninth, tenth. Like how like, how long is it gonna go on for? Yeah, you know, like these people who you know many of whom did it because they thought okay. All I have to do is just this one injection, two injections, and I get to live life as, normal as normally as possible. But no, because mm. this this is this is the hatchet, you know. Um, this is sorry, this is the ratchet. It's it's not enough to just be double jabbed. You know, it's gonna be triple, quadruple. It's 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 gonna keep going on, and it 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 can go on exponentially mm. because the people who who control public life don't see anything wrong with what they're doing or they do see wrong and they don't care
0: yeah that's true and the uh, so far we've we've heard about you know you talked about the police in australia and france being very heavy-handed um the one area where there's been much less success it seems so far is the the vaccine rollout of, of healthy teenagers in britain um there's been you know uh talk of a real Haphazard rollout so far of cancelled appointments of schools being disrupted by the sort of local health advisors who are supposed to come in and do the vaccinations, who have you know put in the wrong times or just you know a lot of lot of mishaps taking place. And uh, Nadhim Zahawi, the education secretary, formerly the vaccines minister, says he has no idea how many people in this age group have been vaccinated. A think figure suggests it's around nine percent, but that also includes people who had previously been vaccinated uh, vaccinated because they were clinically vulnerable. So it's been pretty shambolic so far. Um, they don't think, by the way, they're going to hit their records. I think they wanted you know, a good percentage of, of children to be vaccinated by the half term, which isn't going to happen. Um, and, you know, you have to wonder whether some of this is because of backlash from parents, because I, I imagine if, if parents had all consented and um, agreed with this and the schools were happy to roll out, that it would take place pretty quickly because actually the, the vaccine rollouts of adults took place very quickly and was fairly smooth in this country must be said so it does make you wonder is the slow rollout really because of of a backlash from parents um i don't know maybe this is maybe this is sort of the line in the sand for a lot of people because it was interesting how you know we have certain age groups where 90 percent of people are vaccinated sometimes higher than that at least 70 80 percent something like that Yet the vaccination of children became such a massive story, even among people who were already vaccinated themselves. So I think that that could perhaps be a bit of a, a dividing line, which would be interesting to see how the government approaches it, whether they bring in mandates if not enough children, uh, in their words, are vaccinated, um, and also how parents would respond to that. Maybe this could be a bit of a, a changing moment. Let's see. Mm. Clearly hasn't been in Canada where they've managed to where they've voted in Trudeau, who has said that 12 year olds can't go on buses if they're not jabbed. Uh, but maybe it will be in this country who knows.
1: At this point Michael I don't, I don't have much faith no, in, do I. <laughs> in any in any end anytime soon. <laughs> this is this is just um, something we'll have to just sort of, you know, bunker down and just accept um, where, what's going to happen and just you know try and make a better life as possible out of it. Actually um uh, our friend Mr Adams wrote a wrote a very good piece in Bournemouth recently called uh the, the about the um the idea of the based draught. Mm-hmm. The idea of, you know, the um the sort of uh, involuntary expulsion of the unvaccinated, creating a sort of parallel society of people who aren't easily brainwashed, people mm-hmm. who do think themselves, people who are often, you know, somewhat reactionary in their thinking mm. you know and, and and that could almost be a, a blessing in disguise for us you know we, we, we could almost be forced into a sort of utopia of our own making <laughs> yeah that's yeah, well,
0: true it's worth pointing out as well you know the whole the, the idea of people being brainwashed which you know through government propaganda certainly has happened but it, it is warming to see many people who have been vaccinated who are opposed to vaccine passports as well mm. because this isn't you know plenty of people who are older than our age group have, have got vaccinated because they thought it was the right thing to do, and that's fair enough, that's a matter of choice, um, but still think that, especially children, but also adults, shouldn't be forced to get vaccinated, shouldn't have to lose their jobs if they choose not to get vaccinated, and all these things. So I think there's a, uh, you know, there's a small but still reasonably sized group of people, both vaccinated and unvaccinated, who think that mandates are wrong, vaccine passports are wrong mm. and you know are willing to stand up and say that Ooh. so it's a good mm, good sort of coalition i well, think in that sense
1: one person who's been very good in this is a, is um majid Nawaz. Um, yes yeah he he, he's a... he's been he's been he's he, he sort of vanished for a while but um yeah. he's been he's been very vocal especially to do with australia which is you know mm. um I, I i i think you know is is, up, is is up there with one of the the great Human rights abusers in the world right now, um, in terms of um, you know, the, the, the of the police, at least as far as Western Western nations go. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's the most. One of the it's probably the most tyrannical society yeah. in what we consider to be the West. Well, I mean, it's funny,
0: isn't it? We're doing an episode on sort of COVID madness, and we've not mentioned, not to say that these countries aren't also being bad, but we've not mentioned uh, China or Russia, who are always the, the Western bad guys. And, mm. of course, their approach to these things have also been shady well, in many scenarios. But yes, yes. the fact that we can say Wales, Canada, <laughs> England and France on this list of mm. craziness, and, of course, Australia, is embarrassing for the West. It's a massive... Mm. Uh, blow to the the high position we placed
1: ourselves on i suppose the reason behind that is you know we we it's kind of obvious with russia and china you know like you know, th- the th- this is the these are the lands of you know mao and stalin you know we, we um but at, at this point it's getting to the point where the only difference between us and you know those you know um those those countries like uh china iran russia is that they're openly corrupt. Yeah. Whereas here, you know, they, they have the gall to wrap it up in a thin veneer of, you know, egalitarianism. you know. Um, it reminds he...
0: me of when they said that the pictures of Boris John's son. <laughs> <if you remember, laughs> we've become what we used to fight against. Which is something the uh, historian Guy de L'Bedouin recently said, which is that um, people who... Criticise the, the criticisers often become what it is that they're criticising, which I thought was very astute. And we've certainly done that in the West. You know, we, we claim, we uh, we cry about ab- abuses of, of liberty and, and human rights in other countries, and look what we've become over the past year of of COVID madness. It certainly didn't take much to push us into the very thing we used to despise. Well, because I
1: think because the key there is in the word madness. It, it there is some sort of you know neurotoxin that's come out of this where. Um, the the complete abandonment of logic, you know, and Mm. and you can't, you can't reason with madness. You can't, you know, calmly explain uh, to madness why it's doing evil things. Because as far as they're concerned, they're fighting a virus, Mm. right? And that's all that matters. They're fighting a virus. It doesn't matter what the collateral damage is. It doesn't matter that the world after COVID is going to be completely unrecognisable, be it by accident or design. I don't know, because obviously I'm not in those, you know, backroom meetings. But, it's creating a world that is utterly inferior in every possible way to the world before it. Why? For again, for a virus with you know a comparatively quite low mortality rate, mm. especially among the general population, um, yeah. those who aren't you know naturally presupposed to um, dying of viruses anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's it madness is the word for it. It's mm. just it's it's uncontrollable unreasonable madness and um, yeah um, and my, my 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 fear is that there's just no end in sight because hmm. you know, like even even if they were to give a date we have no reason to, to, to trust it well you know? the, the the coronavirus
0: act was um, it was written in that it had to be voted for every six months and that after two years it would have to be null and voided but I, I read an article in the Financial Times, maybe two weeks ago, which suggested it could still be extended beyond that point for another two years, so the the mm. whole sunset clause that was originally added could be mm. could Got be altered. So it
1: is pointless. What's or the even, point of having it yeah. there in the first place? Or even Freedom Day, for, we were given a clear date of well, Freedom yes. Day. It was extended, but now like the the the, the, the spectre still looms. Mm. You know, at any point. Um, it, it could go back to how it was in in January February yeah you know and, well the whole and, winter plan is coming you know? yeah You're exactly
0: passports on the cards
1: and and the, the the part that makes me the most angry and scared and upset is that we are absolutely powerless to stop it mm. you know look at the anti lockdown marches right you know hundred thousand people marched mm. the media the media didn't even cover it because you know it's in on it's in on the on the racket yeah. right it's no, the idea that people power can can bring an end to this is, is a complete myth we are just we're just at the mercy of the most duplicitous psychopathic people in, in our society we're at, we're at the mercy of them and, and there's no end in sight as long as they want to do it because ultimately they they have information on their side they have institutional science on their, on their on their side so any any decoration they make within an hour can be backed up by "quote unquote" you know hard data to prove whatever the hell they want. Yeah. We're completely powerless. Of it. We're completely at the mercy, and you know the the it's only going to get worse. Despite you know the rhetoric around freedom, and and I I think from there we can probably <clears throat> branch into um, this week's Tory conference because it was full of that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, you know, you've. I mean, first of all, it's worth saying that we've had. Um...
0: People who originally were a, a supportive of lockdowns who then become very much opposed to lockdowns and said how terrible the Conservative Party is for not being socially conservative, uh, then enjoying plenty of photo ops with Conservative Party politicians, I think is one of the most ironic things we've seen over the, the past week, which mm. I think Bornbrook readers mm. will uh, have also seen and, and sigh at, though of course it's not much of a surprise. Mm. Um, But yes, it's it's plenty of talk from Boris. Mm. Um, What have we seen? We've seen the build back batter, build back bitter. um, All of this nonsense and plenty of gags. And, and, you know, it's all very funny and all that. But but, um, no commitment for change on some of the madness that's been enforced over the past Mm. few years. In fact, almost a doubling down in some areas. Um, Well, I mean, conferences aren't supposed to be places where anything is actually set out. It's just a a reconfirming of loyalties. That's that's Mm. all it's supposed Mm. to do a waste of time really yeah um especially among big parties in any case smaller parties maybe less so um but yeah nothing important said mm. uh, just a a, a confirmation mm. of the vacuousness of of boris's uh conservatism uh, and mm. liberty loving nature as jacob rees mogg said uh in march last year i think it was yeah
1: young young people owe the tory party absolutely no loyalty they've no. They've taken your life away from you. Mm. They've taken the best years of your life away from you. They've tyrannised you. They've locked you in your home. They've destroyed your university experience. They've destroyed your future mm. for a virus that isn't a threat to you. And then after that, they've given you the bill for it. Yeah. You know, they, it's honestly, the, the, how anyone under the age of 60 can support this party at this point is absolutely beyond
0: me. Well, I know the age as well. That's, that's, you know, it's worth rem-
1: remembering the fact
0: that um, many old people have lived their last months alone. Hmm. Um, They've been forced to choose between some of their children uh, to go beside their deathbed because they weren't allowed to exceed a certain number because of covid safety and they've you know they've attended the funerals of their friends and relatives but been told they can't hug their their living friends and relatives at the funeral because of breaking covid regulations and that they can't see their their newborn grandchildren for months on end it's, it's hideous it is, it is inhumane on all ends and i think the, the 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 government and those involved should be punished severely for it but They uh, won't be
1: like that's got that, that's that's the part that like that's the part that really breaks my heart. Is that? Well, we've
0: got an inquiry coming up, but that of course will will tell <laughs> us that COVID lockdowns weren't enforced quickly enough. Yes, that the, people uh, weren't yes. forced to wear masks enough. It, in other, we means, should have been more like Australia is going to say. I'm sure.
1: In other news, the 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 Mafia Times has found that the Mafia has done nothing wrong. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No. It's it, again. Um... <laughs> Madness, in inhumane madness,
0: with no end in sight. I think on that bombshell, we'll finish up here. We're going to go to the pub while we still can. Drown our sorrows. Drown our sorrows. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and yeah, that's that's pretty much where we are. Thanks, as ever, for listening. I hope you enjoyed it, and hope that you'll join us again next week. Thank you very much. Cheers.